Hello, Rick Comeric, Certified Financial Planner here, bringing you an article I loaded to my blog titled, A College Education Minus the Debt. Fully funding a college education without debt is no simple task. It's no secret that the cost of a four-year degree has soared, but do you realize how much it has risen? According to Education Data Initiative, the average cost of college tuition and fees at a four-year public university school has risen 179% over the last 20 years. It's an average annual increase of 9%. The average cost of tuition and fees at private four-year schools has risen 124% over the same period for an average annual increase of 6.2%. That's an increase from an annual cost of $3,349 to $9,349 for public universities and $14,616 to $32,769 for a private school. The statistics are sobering and students are piling up unmanageable debts to secure a degree, but there are ways to reduce out-of-pocket expenses and avoid or at least minimize the need to take on debt. Be savvy about financial aid. First, let's review financial aid. This can be an important way to reduce costs depending on the school. Complete the free application for federal student aid. The FAFSA application for the 2022 to 2023 school year began on October 1, 2021. The FAFSA deadline for this school year is June 30, 2023. Yes, it seems counterintuitive, but the deadline is next year. Nonetheless, get the form in as soon as you can. Grants are awarded on a first come first serve basis, and there isn't an unlimited pot of money available. If your child is a senior in high school this year and their first year in college begins next year, try to submit when the starting gate opens on October 1, 2022. One other thing to keep in mind, many colleges have individual deadlines, as with the federal deadline. Earlier, the better. Apply for scholarships and consider focusing on local scholarships, as there is usually less competition than for national scholarships. The absolute first place to visit for local scholarships is your school's counselor office or the school's website, says Jan Smith, a financial literacy expert at Educational Credit Management Corp., a nonprofit organization that aids student loan borrowers. Many businesses want to help out students and will approach the school counselor for getting the word out about scholarships available in their own hometown. Other places where your kids may uncover funds include community organizations, local businesses, your employer or union, city, county, and state governments, and churches and religious organizations. As families' financial situations can change, since FAFSA uses last year's tax return, you can request an appeal if your situation has greatly shifted. Speak with the financial aid office and ask them to reconsider based on your unique situation. Don't rule out so-called no-loan schools. A university that is a no-loan school uh, aids students in a way that they can avoid student loans through scholarships, grants, and work-study programs. Some colleges may assist all students. Others look at family income and needs or focus on in-state students. One or more schools on your child's preferred list may be a no-loan college. Inquire about the type of support they offer. What you don't know can and will hurt you financially. Saving for college. As with all saving, the sooner you start saving for your children's college, the better off you'll be. And there are several advantaged ways to save for educational purposes. This isn't an all-encompassing list, but we'll touch on the high points. 
529 plans are popular and offer tax benefits when funds are used for qualified education expenses. Earnings and withdrawals are tax-free when you use the money for college. Be aware that withdrawals from accounts owned by someone other than the student or their parent must be added back to the student's income on the following year's FAFSA and can reduce aid eligibility by as much as 50% of the amount of the distribution. The Coverdale ESA allows for tax-free earnings and withdrawals for qualified educational expenses. However, only married couples earning less than $220,000 or individuals earning less than $110,000 can contribute. The maximum limit to contribute is $2,000 per year. The value of a Coverdale um, is counted as a parent asset on the FAFSA. Assets of parents are assessed at a lower rate than the student's assets, so the reduction in financial aid is reduced. Custodial accounts, UTMA, UGMA, are another option. Funds deposited in these accounts are not limited to college and become the property of the child when he or she reaches age 18 or 21 in some states, depending on the state. Will your child have the maturity to manage a windfall at that age? There are additional drawbacks, including the potential for tax liabilities on earnings and capital gains. Also, custodial accounts are counted as student assets on the FAFSA, which may reduce a student's aid package. I know that college saving can seem daunting, but develop a plan, break it into smaller steps, tackle each step, and stay disciplined. If you have any questions or want assistance with resources, I'm here to help.